Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. So everyone, are you sending kids back to school? Are you getting back to work? Or are you still in quarantine? The reason I wonder if you're still in quarantine is because a lot of people are seemingly getting back to their lives. And that's actually going to tie into this episode. I myself have been kind of living as if things are normal. However, I am wearing my mask and such. I don't want to get into politics or anything like that. For whatever reason, we politicized mask wearing. But during the quarantine and pandemic, filmmaker Rob Savage went and made a movie during quarantine and it was shot entirely on Zoom, which honestly is fascinating in itself that they shot a movie on that. This is the 2020 Shutter exclusive, Host. Host tells the story of six friends that hire a medium to hold a seance over a Zoom call or Zoom meeting, whatever you want to call it. And well, when one of the friends goes and decides to disrespect the spirit world, well, then things get pretty bad pretty quick. So as I mentioned, this one here was shot on Zoom, and it's actually a very interesting idea to make a movie completely with that. And of course that would throw this one into the found footage genre of films. I personally do enjoy some of the paranormal activity movies. I could probably take or leave the first Blair Witch film, but Honestly, found footage when it's done correctly can actually be a lot of fun. It's just the thing that's missing from a lot of found footage movies is the fact that the actors themselves can't play natural, if, if that makes any sense. And a lot of times some of the things will be, you know, properly set up, things will be in frame, and then if things look too rough, then people complain that they got motion sickness from it. And I'm looking at Blair Witch and Cloverfield for that. Of course, I do like the first Cloverfield film, and I like the second one too, even though it's a completely different movie. But the found footage genre is really not all that bad. A lot of people think it's a cheap way to make film, and honestly, I can understand the complaint with that, and that's because Paranormal Activity pretty much started the whole craze as far as that goes. There was found footage everywhere and it got to be way overexposed and way overdone. And I think it's kind of appropriate that this movie here, Host, is actually done over Zoom. It kind of makes it feel fresh again. And honestly, I think it's a pretty clever movie overall. It's short, it doesn't overextend its runtime. I'm guessing because it was probably shot on a shoestring budget. All they needed was people with some houses and that's it. There are some cool camera tricks. There's a glaring CGI augmentation. At least I hope it's CGI and that the practical effect didn't look that bad. But this one actually offers up some pretty decent scares. And the scares that are presented, I like that they're, I guess, naturally done. It's a natural progression. I don't understand in these movies, though, that every spirit or demon is out to get us. And I don't quite get that. 
but of course, even the slow building is nothing new. It was done that way in Paranormal Activity, it was done that way in Blair Witch. It's a slow ramp up, but I like that they respected that. Why all the spirits and demons are always out to get us and want to, I guess, harass us before killing us, I'll never know. I would think uh, if you are a spirit, I would think you might have some better things to do with your time. But who knows? Maybe you don't. I guess we'll find out someday. Or not. We'll see. One of the best things about this movie is the six friends. It actually does feel natural with their acting. I never got from any of them that they were actually acting. The terror actually seemed real. This did have some pretty cool, interesting things done as far as the slow ramp up. And I think the various actresses, I think they actually acted well and according to the way they should as if there was actually a spirit going from computer to computer and that's how they would probably make its way into their individual homes or apartments, wherever they might be living. And that's actually something that I think is interesting about the whole movie. Since the seance was conducted via Zoom, they're all connected in one way, and they're all connected, you know, more or less digitally. And it's a fascinating thing to think that the spirit might be able to be there based on this person being on the Zoom call. Almost like it, a f it's almost like an infection way of possession or haunting. And it's something different. I haven't seen that in another movie. I do know that the whole video chat, video call thing has been done in the film, the Unfriended films. However, I have not seen them. I don't really intend to see them. I heard they're well done, or at least the first one was. But it's not interesting to me. Uh, this one here was a means of opportunity. It was on Shutter, and I heard that it was a good movie, so I had 50 minutes to kill, and... It was a pretty good time to actually go and kill the 50 minutes with this movie. Another interesting thing about this one is I think the runtime definitely helped. Having a short movie, it was on and off before I knew it. It never had a moment to drag, and there was a surprising amount of actual violence. Like we get, we only get quick flashes of a lot of stuff. However, the stuff that's presented is pretty bad, such as a body being set on fire. Uh, you also have uh, the, the various women that get uh, tossed around by the spirits. Of course, very early on, we actually get a weird thing that happens, such as the one girl, Haley, who, might I mention, that was her idea to bring the medium in for the seance. She's the one that originally has the weird thing happen to her first, and her chair gets pulled across the room while she's sitting on it. Well, if something like that happened to me, I would be immediately done. I would probably get in my car and drive to this uh, woman that was holding the seance originally, the medium. I'd probably go and say, hey, how can you stop this thing? Because even when they do try to stop it, it doesn't stop, of course. 
So a lot of the acting and everything was well done. I think the direction or non-direction was well done as well. It's a pretty well-crafted film. I will say that if you do scare easily, it's probably not a good one for you. Uh, this one here has a lot of jump scares, and if you watch it with the lights off and have the volume cranked up, it could actually give you some scares. I myself didn't actually get scared with it, but, well... It's definitely one that if you are susceptible to all of that, then it'll probably get you. I, I will say that the ending, in some ways, for whatever reason, I know it's completely different. It almost reminded me of the movie Record. Uh, if you guys have not seen Record, I definitely recommend checking out the, I guess, uh, Spanish original. Uh, if you don't get a chance to see that one, then... To a much lesser extent than, I guess, check out the American remake. The American remake isn't terrible by any stretch, but the, uh, the original version of Record is definitely the better movie. And the ending here gave me that sort of feeling, uh, sort of a feeling of dread. And it's even more impressive that the movie was able to convey this in its short runtime. So if you have a free 50 minutes and you want to have the potential to be scared, I definitely recommend checking this one out. It's, uh, it's a pretty good one and, well, it was, definitely wasn't a bad way to spend time at all. But with that being said, I think I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. And if you don't do social media, you can actually reach me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. Drop me an email, make a request, and I will do my best to accommodate that. And the final two bits of information here. If you are enjoying the program and you do have a free moment, if you would go and leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. I would definitely appreciate that as it would allow me to reach new audiences and also, you know, I just love those digital hugs. The final bit of info here is actually October is going to be here before we know it. And with that coming up, I am going to once again be doing my 31 Nights of Frights. And well, hopefully you guys dig what I have coming up. No, that's not a clue to what this year's theme will be, but... Yes, it's going to be happening on October 1st, and with that being said, be kind and good night.